When a man speaks, it comes with things. When somebody expresses themselves, when they speak their mind, there can be opposing points of view. There can be pushback from what that individual is saying. Comes with the motherfucking territory and you can consider those adverse effects to be consequences. But the greatest consequence, the, the greatest consequence would be a man who was forced to be silent. You know what I mean? I just wanted to say some shit to sound like a motherfucking smart, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Nothing Report podcast. Matt Reyes. Little echo in the room. Spring cleaning. That's important, right? That is fucking important. Clean the house. I just got out the shower. Washed my ass. You know what I mean? All healthy, hygienic shit. What do they say? Uh, cleanliness is close to godliness. How true is that? It makes sense. It makes sense. You know, everything is connected. Everything kind of goes hand in hand if you're paying attention, ladies and gentlemen. It really does. So if you not taking care of your body, if you're not, you know, taking showers, it's probably closer to the dark side. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not a stereotype. I don't want to offend anybody who, you know, is very cleanly, but spiritually dark. I'm not trying to offend nobody. I'm not trying to offend nobody. Um, another day, another blessing. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We're not going to say another day, another doubt. We're going to say another day, another blessing. You know what I'm saying? You here, ladies and gentlemen, we here. This thing called life is beautiful. It's beautiful, man. It really is. You know what I've been doing lately? I've been praying. Ladies and gentlemen, nothing important podcast. Are we going to start talking about prayer? No, we're not. That's my personal thing. I'm just telling you what, you, what I was doing. You know, you do what you got to do. You do what you got to do, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to pray, if you don't want to pray, if you want to do affirmations, whatever. It's all about the positivity. It's all about keeping your spirit up. It's all about uh, self-love. And how important is self-love? To love yourself. Can that be taught? Can Is that a learned behavior or is that like a natural quality? I don't know what it is. I don't remember the entirety of my childhood, but somebody got something right or I was born reincarnated from a past life where somebody loved me correctly. Because <laughs> from my memories, it was not so peachy. It wasn't the greatest experience, but for whatever reason, I have baked in my foundational psyche, foundational set of personality traits, a high level of self-love. And what is that? I'll express what that is for me. Self-love for me is like, you know, when you love something, when you love somebody or you love uh, a feeling, it's something that you're drawn to. It's something that you fight to protect. It's something that you, that you value. You know, that those are indicators of things that you love. And that's how I feel about myself. And I, I, you know, you hope people feel the same thing about themselves. I know everybody has their own set of issues 
And personality traits are different. Some people don't want to love themselves. Some people find it a favorable characteristic to resent themselves, to be overly critical, to be a perfectionist. And that may help them get to what the life that they want. So it's no judgment. Everybody's different. I'm just a self-love individual. Pause. <laughs> I ain't talking about choking the chicken. You know what I'm, I'm talking about just the true value of self. An awareness of your value. An awareness of your being and the importance of it. And that's how I see the world. I think everybody is important. This is the Nothing Important podcast. When I first came out with it, there was a lot of pushback, ladies and gentlemen, because I decided to start talking. So people was hitting me up in my DMs like, oh, this is nihilism. You think nothing's important. They took it completely different than the nuanced, silly title of a podcast. I just want to be like, this is not that important. You know what I mean? A little sales tactic, like... No big deal, but it's a big deal. Um, and that was the intention. So I'm not being nihilistic. I don't think that nothing's important. I actually think things are very important. <laughs> Do I think we should take it so serious? No, not so much. But I think every person is important. You know, if you get into it from like you get the microscope you just zoom in as much as possible and you start thinking about like butterfly effect and if the butterfly landed on this flower versus that flower or if the squirrels was fucking on this tree versus that tree, you know, all that shit, it makes you realize that the way that everything unfolds is all due to everything in combination. So the person that you'll never meet in this life, this, what is it, approaching 8 billion people on the planet? There are individuals that you're never going to brush shoulders with, that you're never going to have in your psyche, in your consciousness, that they exist. And their life is just as important as yours. It's just as important as yours. Now, circumstances create perceptions where maybe certain individuals have more focus and more eyeballs on them. And therefore, they're in more of the collective consciousness but that person is no more important than some random guy that's walking down the road in India right now. You know what I mean? Some random guy that has his hands in his pockets, <clears throat> excuse me, whistling in Turkey. You know what I'm saying? There's somebody in Temecula right now, wine tasting, and about to get on a hot air balloon, and I'm never going to meet him. I'm never going to meet that individual, but they're just as important. You understand what I'm saying? And... I feel like that mentality comes from self-love. Like if you truly love yourself and value yourself past the basic things in life, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about like defend yourself. You got to fight for your rights. You got to be a revolutionary. You got to fight the power. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about really valuing self. <clears throat> I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think, you know. I believe that people will start to get on that wave of self-love. That's the new wave. We've been on the wave, ladies and gentlemen, in every decade in modern American history. There's a theme. There's a consensus theme. What are we talking about? 1920s when there was flappers and they did the finger waves in their hair, jazz music, 
Harlem Renaissance, what we talking about, 1930s, Prohibition, what we talking about, 1940s, you know what I'm saying? Everybody got them slick automobiles. We talking about 1950s cookie cutter houses. We talking about 1960s, the revolution of the mind. Everybody's experimenting with drugs. We talking about 1970s. Everybody got a motherfucking afro and the cuffs on the bottom of their pants are too goddamn big. We talking about 1980s. Everything was fucked up. The drugs, the hair, the parenting, it was all bad. <laughs> we talking about 1990s, my generation, where I came up in. It was cool. 1990s was cool. Everybody was cool. You know what I'm saying? Asher wash jeans, button up shirts, baggy, loose clothing. It was free spirited. We talking about the 2000s, more fuckery. Well, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. Everything has like a theme. Everything has a, you know what I'm saying? A vibe. And I think the new wave is going to be self-love. And why is that beautiful, ladies and gentlemen? Because of course, there's going to be the cultural phenomena of whatever the popular music is, genre, and, you know, people going out and, you know, acting a certain way and keeping up with the Joneses of the time. But with a foundation of self-love, what happens? Same thing I explained. It's like, it's almost like when anybody has good intention or wants something for another person, for the most part, what they want for another individual is what they want for themselves. Right? So... Think about it like this. is like somebody can have positive intentions for a friend. And because in their heart, they believe the life that's best for them is a life of independence or a life of um, career achievement and success. And so they get kind of on the side of that. What they would want for their friend naturally is what they want for themselves because they believe if they got that for themselves, they would be happy and the positive intention for the friend, you get it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It might not necessarily be good for the friend. The friend might not be fulfilled with that path. Maybe they want to go and move to, you know what I'm saying? Move to an island and meditate. Maybe that's their way, right? To each his own. The point of what I'm saying is think about the implications of a mass consensus of self-care and self-love then naturally people would want for others what they would want for themselves. And self-love ain't never a problem, ladies and gentlemen. Self-love is not selfishness. Self-love is not greedy. Self-love is not a negative thing. It is just valuing the self past the things that we all battle with in this lifetime. I'm not trying to make it religious, ladies and gentlemen, but temptation is not just a word in the motherfucking Bible. It's real. It's real. And if you think about that, man, a lot of times we get in the habit of fulfilling temptations, things that make us feel good, things that might in the moment make us feel high or powerful make us feel a sense of security, make us feel better than an elevated ego. And a lot of times these things, unfortunately, if done in excess, too much of anything is a bad thing, they can destroy what we actually are in our core and take away from self-care and self-love. You know, and it's a powerful illusion. It's a powerful thing that exists because you can see somebody that got a lot of money and they got, you know, brand new teeth. (laughs) 
and they got the nice car and they got the nice this and they got the nice that. And everybody wants these things to a certain extent. There's no condemnation in being somebody who strives for these things. These are beautiful things. These are the better things in life. But when the indulgence and the focus and the over-focus on that lifestyle supersedes self-care, self-love, self-actualization, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing, man. You got to be right within. How you going to win if you ain't right within, Lord? Hell, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And these are just opinions. I'm not a motherfucking guru. I'm not here, ladies and gentlemen, saying I'm right, you're wrong. You know what I'm doing? I'm expressing how I feel in the moment, and that's always changing. And I'm expressing my thoughts. And the world sometimes creates illusions that that's not okay. That you're not supposed to be doing that. And I think if you adhere to that, you allow your power to be taken away. You allow your freedoms to be taken away. You know, it's not easy. But you got to be yourself. Otherwise, what do you want? You want to be, you know, safe and protected and enslaved? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All with a grain of salt, ladies and gentlemen. This is not financial advice. Um, I read in a book once, and it was a beautiful concept, philosophical concept, that everything is, and at the same time, everything isn't. And I think that is a beautiful philosophical lens that I kind of walk with. Um, and it's not... You know, everybody talk about like the keys to life and the, the rules of engagement and how to play the game and all these things. I'm not talking about that so much. Some people have a glass of red wine every night. Some people smoke marijuana. Some people chase love or sex. And we call these things coping mechanisms. And I think um, because life is challenging, that human beings develop a litany of that. They got their own bag of things that they use to cope with their existence. And um, I think that doesn't have to always be like a substance. Like it could also be a way to look at life, to maintain a positive mentality, to maintain a mentality of high spirits. And that's what I'm talking about. Like kind of everything is and everything isn't at the same time. It is almost like those goosebump books that we grew up on. And it was like, choose your own ending. You know what I mean? <laughs> you could go down this path, you could go down that path. What I mean by that is like you always have the option to kind of see the positive or seek out the positive in any circumstance. And that is not patronizing. I feel like I've been in spaces in my past where people have said you have to be positive or you have to look at things positively. And because of my own resentment for the circumstance that I'm in, I would take that as, oh, this person is patronizing me. They think I'm naive. They think this, that, and the third, and they're trying to just give me some fucking words so I could go around walking in circles like a fucking dope. But it's the truth. There's so much that we have control over and there's so much that we don't. 
And so to walk around this world, um, I think it's a beautiful tool to have that mentality. Everything isn't, everything isn't. Everything isn't, everything isn't. You kind of have that option to say, this is completely negative, or maybe it's a positive and I don't understand it. Maybe. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get on Google because there was this Chinese proverb. And I want to read it, ladies and gentlemen. This is all my... Un momentito. Let me go on Google. I'm going to say Chinese proverb about... Is it patience? Uh, no. It's about... Maybe. Okay. I think this is it, ladies and gentlemen. I think this is it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to just tell you, motherfucking it. The parable of the Chinese farmer. What the Taoist can teach us about perspective in the moment. There's a Taoist parable called Sai Wing Lost His Horse. About a poor Chinese farmer. And here's how it goes. A long time ago, a poor Chinese farmer lost a horse. And all the neighbors came around and said, well, that's too bad. The farmer said... Maybe. Shortly after, the horse returned, bringing another horse with him. And all the neighbors came around and said, that's a good fortune. To which the farmer replied, maybe. The next day, the farmer's son was trying to tame the new horse and fell, breaking his leg. And all the neighbors came around and said, well, that's too bad. And what did the farmer say again? Maybe. Shortly after, the emperor declared war on the neighboring nation and ordered all able-bodied men to come and fight. Many died, many were badly mangled, but the farmer's son was unable to fight and spared due to his injury. And all the neighbors came around and said, well, that's a good fortune, to which the farmer replied once again, maybe, and the story goes on. In China, when something bad happens, people will say, Sai Wang Shima, remember the old man who lost his horse. And this is just, I think what I'm trying to get at, you know, this new wave that's coming on with self-love, it needs some philosophical foundation. You need some type of anchor to keep you grounded through the ups and downs of life to be able to maintain a positive self-image and self-value and put the work toward caring for yourself in a physical, mental, spiritual way. And I feel like this is a beautiful piece of philosophy. It's an incredible parable to express why, you know, in that moment when something great happens and when something bad happens, perceivably, maybe, maybe it's bad, maybe it's good. Chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. Um, <laughs> I like that, man. I like that. I was, I was watching as well. It was like a podcast. These two guys, um, they was talking about life. And they was talking about relationships. And they was more slighted on the defense of men. I'm not going to get into the men versus women thing. I feel like that is such a trap that's going on right now. You know what I mean? Such a motherfucking trap. It's more, it's more of this black and white bullshit. It's more of this binary bullshit. Men versus women. Women versus men. What determines a good woman. What determines a good man. All this shit that is just not realistic to the individuality of human beings in general. And I think takes away from the partnership of people 
who are in relationships, you know, a man and a woman, because the whole world is putting bullshit in people's heads. But they was more slighted on the men, but I thought it was a great take on relationships in general. And they was talking about, you know, women nowadays with this mentality of like man eating. And it happens both ways. Where like the woman would want the man to have this certain type of status. They're ready to leave him for the next guy. And men have done this, you know, for ages. Just like the best opportunity. And they was just saying it's like time passes and this whole big picture, this whole thing called life. That's what people don't take into consideration. This ties in with this motherfucking farmer who lost his horse. It ties in. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily the event that's happening today in your life that is going to um, be the defining tone of what your life is. You know what I mean? It's more so just one step, and that step could be good or bad. But to stick in it with a mentality of being open to the future and having a, a balanced but positive approach, things kind of work out. Things kind of work out. And in relationships, I think that is, that's something that is rough nowadays, man. You could blame people, but we do have free will. And uh, it's a very complex equation. It's not as simple as like, oh, the culture of social media and materialism and uh, sexualizing men and women past the point of loving partnerships. You know, all those things combined with the fact that we are all grown and we are all imperfect and we are all learning. It's, it's complex. It's complex. It's just where we at. It's just where we at at the time being. But um, think about that. I'm like, yo, it's true. What I heard something else. It was like, the grass is greener on the other side, but you got to mow that lawn too, man. <laughs> you got to mow that bitch too. So it's like, you know, it's complicated. But, you know, I think it's just having that mentality of like, when you are going through the seasons of your life and things are happening to... Hold to some philosophical or religious or spiritual anchors and don't overreact because maybe, maybe it's going to be okay. <laughs> maybe, just maybe. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's wild, man. Is wild what the planet is. It's a whole bunch of people and everybody got ideas. This is what's really going on. You know, this is not Andrew Tate's Matrix. This is not Noam Chomsky's Manufacturing Consent. This is not Technocracy Takeover, Reddit Conspiracy Theory. I'm talking about what's actually happening. Past all the pageantry, past all the makeup and costumes. It's people. Human beings are the top. They are the dominant species on the planet. And we all got ideas. And we have desires. And the more people, the more convoluted 
the more ideas and desires exist. And so the planet, just because of where we are as a species, as a human race, has yet to mature to a point where we can have some level of mass personal sacrifice, meaning on an individual by individual basis, give up something so that everybody is more on the same page. I'm not talking about socialism. I don't want to trigger nobody. I'm just saying we haven't matured as the human race yet. And I think it's always darkest before dawn, ladies and gentlemen. So we are in this place where it feels like relationships are under attack and it feels like um, people value material over self-care and self-love. And we are in a place where entertainment seems more important than education. And we are in this place where success is the number one thing that a lot of people are reaching for instead of, you know, getting right within. But all of that may be necessary to get to the place where everything shifts. The paradigm shift occurs and people start to value themselves over collectives, over impressing others, over accumulating, over protecting. And I think that will be a safer future. I believe so. And I'm going to be hopeful, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be like the farmer. And with everything that's going on, I'm going to say maybe. Maybe that will happen. Hopeful motherfucking lead, ladies and gentlemen. If you will continue listening to Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Do me a favor. Go on to the Instagram. Nothing Important Podcast on Instagram. Like the post. Like the reels. Go on to the Twitter. El Nada Dada. No, Mark Zuckerberg. I do like Instagram, but I ain't going to motherfucking threads. And then I want you to go on the motherfucking YouTube and check out some of the visuals. Nothing Important Podcast on YouTube.com. Holla at your boy. Until next time.